Hey, everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. I am so excited that you're here. On this podcast, I speak to people who have said yes to a greater calling in their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. Today, I speak with Jennifer Howard. She is amazing. She is the founder of the Holy Beautiful Ministry. And if you have not checked them out, um, you can go to their Facebook page, Holy Beautiful. It is Beautiful. There's beautiful images and the writing is spectacular, so inspirational and just vulnerable and authentic and real and holy. I mean, it is good. And um, lots of different contributors. And she talks about that today on the call that there's a lot of different writers from all over, even different countries and all over the US. And so that's super exciting to hear about that. And they just published their first book and they're working on their second book. So this is really, really exciting. And I love speaking to Jennifer because she'll tell you, you know, it's been seven years in the making. She had the idea, um, woke up in the middle of the night with an idea. And um, so she kind of takes us through what happened then, you know, what happened next. And so just like everyone I talk to, it turns out that it's not just one great big yes, um, but a lot of little yeses too. And so it's doing the next right thing. So for those of you that have a dream, this is going to inspire you. Those of you who maybe have a vision or have heard um, an idea or thought of an idea that you want to make happen, and you're wondering like, when is it going to happen or how is it going to happen? I love this story because it's not like she had some big grand plan, but the way that it's unfolded is truly beautiful. And so she has a website as well. I'm going to put all of that information on greatbigyes.com. So follow me on Instagram at greatbigyes and go to greatbigyes.com and then Facebook greatbigyes. And I'll be sharing all of her links there and how to purchase the book on Amazon as well. And so I'm just grateful you're here, and I know that a lot of you have a dream in your heart that you are um, just praying about and pursuing and working and hustling and dreaming and all of that. And so I'm just grateful that we can be in community and we can share our ideas and our dreams and and hear these stories of people who... Um, can inspire us. And I know that Jennifer will do that. So enjoy this podcast and thanks again for being here. All right. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hey, Sue. How are you? I'm good. I am so grateful that you're here. Thank you for saying yes to this. You are very welcome. I'm thrilled to be here. So listeners, today I get to talk to Jennifer Howard. She's a friend of mine that I met through Holy Yoga. And we also have a lot of other connections too, because Jennifer used to live in Austin. And um, I'm just going to have her introduce herself to you and kind of say what she's been up to. But she is just so lovely, and I know you're going to be blessed. She's the founder of um, the Holy Beautiful Ministry. So, Jennifer, can you just tell everybody like what that ministry is and kind of what you've been up to lately? Hi, everybody. This is Jennifer. It's so nice to be on here and chat with you. All of y'all. And um, yes, yeah, Sue and I met through Holy Yoga, and I used to live in Dripping Springs. I had a ranch there that's now been developed. So we, like she said, we have tons of connections. But Holy Beautiful is a women's ministry that I founded about seven years ago. I was laying in bed at night, and I had fallen asleep, and I woke up, and it was about two o'clock in the morning, 
and I couldn't sleep and I started praying and journaling and writing and God spoke the words holy beautiful to me and I wrote them down in the middle of the night and after that I just kind of tried to figure out what it was that he said and what he wanted me to do with it and here we are now seven years later and I founded the holy beautiful ministry for women and it's an online women's ministry that reaches thousands and thousands and thousands of women every day and it is an honor to be a part of it. And I have all of these amazing team of writers that contribute every day. It's and incredible. so basically, thank you so much. And basically mm-hmm. the ministry just tries to help women lead a healthy and more holy and beautiful life in body, mind, and spirit. I love that. Now I want to go back to waking up in the middle of the night. You know, I think everyone can kind of relate to that, you know, like something is stirring in us. Like we're hearing God kind of give us an idea or a vision or something. And so how long do you feel like it took you from kind of that seed being planted to actually doing something? Like, do you feel like you woke up the next day and you kind of, it was like all gears go or were you, did you pray over it for a while? Or I just love kind of hearing how it plays out for people. Well, so I wrote it down. And I really didn't do anything with it for a little bit. I kind of just sat. Yeah. And maybe about a week later, I mentioned it to a really good friend of mine that, you know, God really said this, these words to me in the middle of the night, and I'm not really sure what it meant. And I just, it just kind of evolved. And the only way I would describe it to you would be that God breathed the whole thing and just Mm. kept putting all these different ideas in my head. And when I had an idea, I would write it down. And I decided that I would basically start blogging and that kind of turned it into a women's ministry. Right. And then I created a website and the website kind of evolved into like a social media Facebook page where I was just putting up all these inspirational, um, beautiful, faithful images and scriptures and I was writing devotionals. I want to interject here for a second because if anyone has not checked this out and I'm going to put all the links (laughs) on greatbigyes.com but um, it's Holy Beautiful on Facebook and it's Holy Beautiful Life, right? It's it's holybeautifullife.com is the website. Okay. But where people interact with us most is our Facebook page, which is Holy Beautiful. And I just wanted to say like your... So I'm a visual person. I love pictures and I I just love the images that you choose. They're so stunning and they're relevant. Like they speak to me as they're, they're like modern. Does that make, does that, do you know what I mean? Like they're not cheesy or I don't know. Like it's just every image you pick. I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I actually scroll for hours trying to find images and I save them all. I have like I have some on my phone. I have some on the computer. I search for hours on all different kinds of like social media and photography websites. Yeah. I have now we have several photographers that actually let us use their stuff, but I just search and I kind of like, I would describe that I'm very visual as well, Sue. And I think what I do is people think that I find the image after I do the writing. That's not really how I do it. I find the image and the image it inspires the writing. <gasps> I love that. Yes. Okay, that's cool because I would have thought it was the other way around too. But everyone thinks it's the other way around, but it's not. It's not for me personally. 
I find an image and the image speaks to me. And that's kind of like how I see God a lot. I see, I see God a lot in creation. Like I'm very, I'm very visually connected to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why this photograph speaks so much to me. So I'll see an image and then if that image will put a thought in my head of how I could write a story about it. And then yeah. it just kind of evolves from there. Okay. I love that. So tell me about how, how people write for you. So do you give them an image and they write on the image or they get to write on whatever they want? So in that case, you choose the image afterward. <laughs> Sometimes I choose their image for them afterwards, my other writers, but a lot of the writers pick their own image to go with their own writing. Okay. Um, the two women that write poetry, mm-hmm. I pick their images for them after I read their poetry. But, um, and the, the writers, that's a whole story too, because for the first four years of the ministry, I did all the social media posting and all the writing and all the images and all the scripture verses myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that adding the additional writers for, for other voices, God actually just kind of told me to do that. Yeah. I just kind of felt him saying you need more than one voice. And so I decided just on a whim that I was going to go on the Facebook page. I, at that point, we probably had like maybe 6,000 followers on the Facebook page. Yeah. And I decided I would just put a post on there saying, hey, I'm looking for other devotional writers. Would anybody be interested in contributing to the ministry? Mm-hmm. And I was not prepared for what was going to happen because I've got <laughs> so many emails that I, I didn't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I bet. So what did you do? I skimmed through all the emails. I picked out my favorite devotionals. I picked out the writers that I wanted kind of like a variety of a voice. And I just kind of picked through the emails and kept reading everybody's stuff. And now we have the team of writers that we have now and they're scattered all over the world. I love that. You, so they're in other countries too, right? Yes. We have two writers in Africa. We have one writer in Australia we have, and then we have some, we have some um, United States writers too, and they're scattered all over the U.S. too. We have one in Montana, two in Idaho, one in Michigan, Tennessee. I'm in Virginia. Where else do we have? I think we think we have two in Florida, and everybody volunteers, and they are the most amazing writers. Yes, they are. I mean, I am moved every single time I read something. I'm like, whoa! Like it's just so powerful. You can tell everyone's just really connected to the Holy Spirit. Like it just is, it's a blessing. It truly is. I'm so excited for you. And I'm so excited now that it's a book. It's a book. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, that was super exciting to get that done. Tell me about that because I know a lot of people that listen to the podcast want to write a book and um, that's just such an interesting kind of process. And you and I have been on a launch team together and stuff. So we kind of seen some behind the scenes stuff. So I'm always fascinated with that story. Did someone approach you or did you, you know, try to find, how does it work? Did you have an agent? Like anything like that, that you can tell us, we love hearing that stuff. Well, in our case, what we had was almost two years of team writing where it wasn't just me. We had like this, the team of women that, um, that we have now, now we have two additional ones, but I guess it was maybe like a year and a half, not quite two years where we had all this beautiful writing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was just on social media. It wasn't tangible to anyone. Right. And so I was just sitting at my desk one time looking at everything. And I saw this is just buried in social media. There's got to be a way for me to get this out to everyone in a different, in a different way. And I thought, well, 
I'm going to take, I'm going to take the most beautiful devotionals that we had and I'm going to combine everything and make it into a Bible study and we're going to do a book. So I presented it to the team and I thought, what do you think about taking everything that we have, getting the best devotionals that we, that we've written in the last year and a half and combining it all and trying to create one beautiful book. And everybody thought it was a fantastic idea. So that's kind of how it started. And then what we did was I slowly went through all the devotionals every day and looked at each one to see, you know, um, how many people interacted on each one, uh, how many times one was shared. And that's kind of how I got them down to the group that we were going to use for the first book. Mm-hmm. And then, and after we got all that information together, then I decided, you know, what, what Bible study was going to go with it, what else was going to go to the book. And we just kind of, I just kind of went, I actually did go away to North Carolina to the mountains, um, no phone, disconnected, oh, wow. sat yeah. down, prayed. I went to the most beautiful um, retreat center and I just kind of sat down and wrote out what the content of the book was going to be. And then the middle part of the book is all the devotional. So it just kind of came together. And then I had to figure out how to do a book. (laughs) Yes. So what did you do then? Did you go out and like try to sell it or try to get somebody to publish it? I just, I started researching how to do it. I started, um, I started with finding an editor. Yeah. And believe it or not, I don't even know how I can even tell you I found this woman, but her name is Melanie Chitwood and she's a fantastic editor. She works for Proverbs 31 ministry and somebody connected me with her and I emailed her and I asked her if she would take a look at the rough draft and if she would be the editor for the book. So I sent her the rough draft and she agreed to be the editor and it just kind of all took off from there. So that's, that's kind of how it came together. And it took about a year to throw the book together and it was just released. So that was super exciting. And then I noticed that you just had your, um, you had a book signing at Liberty University where you t- talk about that because you just got a degree from there, right? Yes. I graduated from seminary last year, actually just a year ago from Liberty. And I love that school. Yes. All my children go to school there. Oh, that's so awesome. I love it. So it was an honor to have my book in the store and be there with my kids there. And I just love the school and it's the most beautiful bookstore. And that was super fun. Oh my gosh. So fun. I mean, it's just so exciting. So you said it took about a year. So like a year from when you were in North Carolina, kind of being, you know, figuring it out to when it was. No, a year from the idea in my head of let's make this tangible. So that's pretty fast. Yeah, no, it went pretty fast. And the reason why it went pretty fast is because the bulk of the writing, which was the middle of the book, had already been written. Yes, true. I just had to take it, I just had to take it off social media and get it into a Word doc. So actually, you know, after I started pulling it all and getting it together, then the middle of the book, which is the biggest portion of the book where the devotionals are, came together very easily. Oh, I love that. So what would you say that you know, what has God been teaching you in this? I'm sure there's a lot of things, but is there anything you can kind of share with us that you've been learning in this seven year, seven year process of Holy Beautiful? Well, I can absolutely tell you to say yes, if God is putting an idea on your heart. Amen to I that. Never, <laughs> I never thought, I've been a healthcare professional for almost 30 years, never thought I would run a women's ministry, never thought I would become a Holy Yoga instructor. Never thought I would find myself at Liberty University going to seminary. And when God just goes ahead of you and puts something in front of you, if you are a willing servant and you step up to the plate and you say yes, he can make everything possible. And I just 
think Amen. that my advice would be to any woman, no matter what trial you're going through, no matter what you're doing, if you read the stories of the women that do the writing on Holy Beautiful, there is not one of them that isn't an overcomer and isn't a person that has said yes to something in their life. And I think that's why everybody relates to all the writers because they're real. They're like their real. stories are real. And they're yes. real women that have children and they're married and they're cooking and cleaning and working, yes. you know, and it's, they're, they're very, and they're very accessible. Yes. Not trying to pretend that everything's perfect or anything like that, but really sharing their, yeah, I, I love it. It's amazing. I mean, it's very, very inspiring and it's just a cool thing that people are willing to share their stories. You know, I was talking to somebody else on another episode of the podcast and we were talking about how we're just so grateful that people have shared their stories, that they're willing to be vulnerable and transparent so we can learn from each other. And there's things, certain things people say or certain things you read that just resonate and stay with you for literally for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, and that's, that's the kind of writing that's happening over there. So I'm just so happy for you, all of you. It's just, it's really cool. And I love just the supportive community of women too. I think that's really amazing. You know, I'll tell you something about that, Sue, too, that you'll love. So there's all these women on the team. They're scattered all over the place, right? Yeah. I've yeah. only actually met two of them in person, oh. only two of them. Yeah. Okay. We have a private Facebook group page, you know, that we interact, which is our Holy Beautiful team page. Yeah. These women are my very best friends. There is not one thing we don't know about each other and not one thing we don't share. And like oh. I said, we've never met in person. I love and that. That is one of the, yes. And that is one of the most beautiful things about it. The, the lady Caroline, who's our writer, who's in um, Uganda, mm -hmm. one of my biggest prayers is that I'll actually be able to get a, off a, a plane one day and step up and hug her and actually meet her in person. But oh. God has provided me these wonderful friends. And the other thing that I really think comes out of the Holy Beautiful Ministry, and I think the reason why the women resonate with it so much, is because I believe that a lot of women are very self-guilty in self-secret suffering. Yes. They keep their suffering silent and they keep it inside. And the women on the Holy Beautiful team share their suffering with everyone and they make it very, very, very apparent yeah. what they've been through, how they've overcome it. And not even just some of the bigger trials in their lives, just everyday, simple little trials that yes. everybody's going through. And they don't suffer in silence. There's yeah. no secret suffering. It's all out for everybody to see and they make it so real but I think that's why everybody relates to the ministry so well. Oh, I would agree. And I think once you bring it into the light, it, it's no longer, I mean, it's still hard. I mean, we still have challenges, but so much of that burden is eased when we can share it with other people. And, and we live in such a world where everybody thinks they have to be perfect. We're inundated every day with like mm -hmm. everybody's amazing Instagram pages and everybody's perfect homes and perfect clothes and perfect children and perfect meals. And there is no human being or woman that could ever live up to any of that stuff. And, you know, when they read our posts and, and the devotionals and the prayers that everyone writes, it makes you realize that it's okay that mm -hmm. you're not leading that perfect life, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's such a relief to realize that, um, we don't have to be perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm far yeah. from it, but I used, I spent a lot of my life just trying to, um, 
you know, just trying to be, trying to be perfect and trying to have my kids be perfect and trying to have everything be perfect. And it's just, it's exhausting and it's impossible. And also it's just such a relief when you realize you don't have to do that anymore. You just get to be you. And so, yeah, I love what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's holy for sure. Um, and so what's next for Holy Beautiful? Like, do you have any plans or just kind of obviously, hopefully keep writing, right? <laughs> yeah, we're, we have the second book in the works. It's called oh. Holy Beautiful Table. Oh. And this one is also a collection of God's daughter's voices. Yes. So this one's going to be released in June. And I absolutely love this idea. Again, I feel like it was Holy Spirit inspired. Put yeah. the idea in my head and I decided I would test it, which is what I do with most things. I kind of put it out there and I just see what the response is. And then, you know, if the response is good, I think, okay, you know, this, this is really from God, you know, I'm going to see what I'm going to do with this. So what I did with this is I created another social media post on the main, on the main Facebook page. And I put it out there to women that we had our idea for our second book. And this was their opportunity that they were going to get to tell their story. And I would put it in the book. So I put the post out there and we just got so many responses. It was amazing. And again, these women are from all over the world. And so, so what they're doing is they're writing their story of what God did in their life and they're sending it to me. And on top of sending me their story, they're sending me their, a uh, couple of their favorite family recipes that go along with it. And uh -huh. so the middle of this book is the test tape, what's called table testimonies. And that is going to be all these stories of all these women all over the world that have never met and what God did in their life. And then the rest of the book, I'm writing like the, the first part of it and the end part of it myself. And it's the Bible study and some other stuff in there. But I'm super excited about this project. Okay, that's so exciting. And then you're going to get recipes from like all over the world. Yeah, recipes from all over the world, right. So do you love to cook? Because I know that you love your home. You have such a beautiful home and you post pictures of just like decorating and stuff, which of course I love. So, but do you love to cook too? Is that? Yes, I'd love to cook. Um, I love to make home cooked meals for my kids. They have their favorite things, of course, that yeah. I sometimes get sick of making, but I absolutely love to cook. I have the most beautiful farmer's market by my home here in the mountains of Virginia. Yeah. And I can go once a week and get all this amazing fresh food. And I, it's one of my favorite things to do is come home and prepare a meal for my family. Oh, that's awesome. How are you liking Virginia? Do you miss Texas? I miss Texas. I will always be a Texas girl. I won't take my boots off. I miss the Salt Lake barbecue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's certain things that I absolutely miss. Um, we still have our home there. We're going to put our home on the market this spring, but I, the area of Virginia that I live in is so beautiful. Everywhere I look, I feel so close to God here. Mm. It's breathtaking. I'm in the Blue Ridge Mountains and I live, I can be at about seven different amazing, beautiful vineyards in about maybe five minutes from my house. Oh, so wow. it's a very beautiful area to live. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I love that. I mean, I was sad when you were leaving, but I, it felt holy that you were going, you know what I mean? Like you were on a, you were on a journey there with the Lord as well. And so that's beautiful. You know, I wanted to tell you one thing is lots of people have asked me, you know, why did you name the ministry Holy Beautiful? And I said, well, because those are the words God spoke to me. Mm -hmm. So maybe about four months ago, I was, I was just kind of pondering the idea of like, you know, well, why did God tell me to call it Holy Beautiful? Right. Yeah. And so I decided I was going to look at my Bible and I was going to write down every single scripture I could find that had the word holy in it. And then I was going to write down every single scripture I could find that had the word beautiful in it. 
And I just kept writing all this stuff and looking at all this stuff and reading it and over and over and over again. And I realized that Holy Beautiful is literally just another very simple way of saying Christ-like. And it was such an epiphany to me when I realized that because I thought that is what he is. He is holy and he is beautiful. And it's just, you know, it's, it's just a wonderful name for a a women's ministry. And I just can't wait to see what God's going to do with it. (laughs) And it's, it's holy and it's beautiful. Like literally, (laughs) you know, like we were saying, like the visuals and just everything about it. It's just, um, the spirit behind it is, I mean, obviously it's holy, but it's just, it's beautiful too. And, and I think there's something I don't know if you know what I mean, but sometimes there's like things that are Christian that I feel like are super cheesy and I'm not drawn to them as much, or I feel like I don't relate to them. My life doesn't relate to them. And your stuff is just very relevant and feels very real. And like we've talked about, it just, it's honest and it's, um, it's just, it's good. It's just so good. It's what we need. And so I'm just so happy that you answered. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So that's why I wanted Thank to have you, you on. So much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So you know, and you knew in advance I was going to ask you some of these questions, but I always get super excited to ask all of my guests these four questions at the end. So I gave you a little heads up. Um, I'm excited to hear. All right, what book do you love? Now you don't. It doesn't have to be favorite, but it's just what you love. A book that you love. I would. I would have to say, and I know this has been my, my favorite book for years. I mean, over probably 15 years, Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh, I loved that book. Love the book so much that I just, and I love the movie, but I mean, I absolutely love that book. Yes. You know, we read that. I used to have a book club um, for like 15 years before I moved to Texas. And we, um, that was one of the early books that we read. And then we all went and saw the movie. Yes, that is so good. That was a long time ago yeah. I read that. Do you? That was a really long time ago. But it's one of those books, it's one of those stories that has always stayed in my head. Yes. Do you reread books? Because I never do. But sometimes people will be like, oh, I'm going to read that again. And I'm thinking, I never do that. Well, Holy Beautiful, the ministry itself, has a branch of the ministry. And it's the Holy Beautiful Book Club. You oh, can cool. actually ask to join the book club on Facebook. Oh, and we do a book a month. Yeah, we do a book a month. And I, there's all kinds of books on there. There's, there's Christian books, there's inspirational books, there's just regular reading on there. Um, And it's tons of fun, because it's like an extension of the ministry. So it's more of like, a smaller table of the women that are like, that really love Holy Beautiful. And so everybody there's, I think there's like maybe 170 women in that group. And we're all friends. And we chit chat and we pray for each other in there. And, uh, so I yes, I, yeah, I can't get enough books. I have, I'm sitting here looking next to my nightstand here and I, I have so many books. I don't know if I'll ever get to read them all. I know I have stacks and stacks. It's like yeah. when I was growing up, my um, mom, my mom and dad owned a bookstore and it was called the little professor. And so um, we just always had books and we're in the bookstore and like I was unpacking books, going to book conventions, all of that. And so I, like, it's funny. I'll hear some people say, they got rid of all their books and everything is digital or everything's on the Kindle or something. And that to me is like, I don't even know what I would do with myself if there weren't stacks of books all around me. <laughs> no, when I was in seminary, they yeah. had all, you know, most of the reading was online and I would order all the books from Amazon because I wanted to hold them. 
Yes. And I, and people make fun of me because I love to smell books. You know how books like smell? I mean, like if you go to a library or you're somewhere where books are like older, it's like, there's something about, they smell good to me. So I'm all about the experience, the visceral experience of holding the book as well. But, oh, that's a good one. Memoirs of a Gay Show is so good. Um, okay. So then what is a movie that you love? Absolutely, Sense and Sensibility, my number one favorite movie. I've probably watched it over 300 times. Oh my gosh, love the movie so much. I know every line in the movie. (laughs) Okay, I have got to rent it. I've never seen it. It's just absolutely, I just love the whole story. I I really do. There's not one thing about it. I watch it when I'm happy, I watch it when I'm sad, (laughs) I watch it for girls' week. I mean, I just absolutely love the movie. Oh, I love that. I've read the book probably 50 times. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, what do you have other movies that you? This isn't wasn't a planned question, but I have certain movies that, like, if I'm passing by them on TV, like if they're just randomly on, like I get, no matter what I'm doing, like I just can't let it just go. I have to sit down for a minute and watch the movie. I feel the like Notebook is probably yeah. one of those for me. Exactly. Me too. I love yeah, it. Yeah, The Notebook by far. Steel Magnolias. You know, yeah. if that's on. I love that movie. Yeah, uh, Legends of the Fall. Love oh, that movie. Brad Pitt was so yeah. <laughs> and um, Sweet Home Alabama for some reason is one of those for me with Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I love Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, um, yeah, those are all fun. Okay, so um, the next question is, who is a person who inspires you? The number one person in my life right now, well, I have so many people that have inspired me over the last few years, but the number one person in my life right now that's inspiring me is Dr. Brian Simmons. He actually wrote the review for his book, which was a huge honor. He is a pastor and a missionary, and he is the man that is writing the Passion Translation. So if you get oh, a Passion Translation is? Bible, yes. He I love him, Dr. the Passion Simmons. Translation. Yes. He's the yes, and I'm actually good friends with him and his wife now. Stop. Yeah, he's an absolutely amazing man. Okay, so every time, well, so the message changed my life. So I'm like a major Eugene Peterson fan. Like I, that to me, because I was raised Catholic and I didn't grow up learning scripture. And so when I started reading scripture, I was, you know, kind of getting it. But when I read the message, I was like, it came, it came alive for me. Um. And then someone I didn't know that too about you. I was a Catholic girl in school too. You were? Yeah. Mount St. Dominic Academy. Oh my gosh. So, oh my gosh. Yes. We have not talked about that. Um, but yeah, so the message really made it come alive for me. And then um, I love, I have all the versions. Like I love the voice and I just like looking at different things. I love the Amplified Bible where you can look at all the different words and the NIV and the ESV and all of it. But um, someone told me recently about the passion version. So now when I'm on Bible gateway, I always check to see like if there's a passion, <laughs> what's the passion version of it. And it's so beautiful. He writes like a poet. Yes. It, it's, he, he, his writing is so beautiful. And he has um, the passion translation Bible school, which I go to. Um, and you can go to it online. He, he teaches all over the world. You can travel and go with him to Israel. He takes a trip there once a year. Oh he gosh. is the most fantastic teacher. So it's Brian Simmons, you said? Dr. Brian Simmons, yes. You oh. can follow the Passion Translation on Facebook or you I'm can, you know, um, you yeah. can look him up. Okay, that's amazing. And so did how did you meet him? I met him in person and, you know, I'm, I just... 
went up to him. He was in this huge, he was doing a huge lecture. Yeah. And everybody was getting ready to go up to him afterwards and try to get their Bible signs and stuff. And I waited in line forever to go up and talk to him. And I, I just started talking to him. And we, we started this conversation and he asked if I wanted to join them for dinner that night because he was teaching for a whole weekend. <laughs> so I went out of town to teach for the whole weekend. And he invited me to go to dinner with him and his wife and some other people. And we just hit it off. And I told him all about the Holy Beautiful Ministry. And this was when the book was kind of in the works. I was maybe like four months in okay. to the book at this point. And I told him all about the book and what I was going to be doing. And he was just so inspirational. I can't even tell you how many Facebook messages I exchanged with that man regarding the book before the book was released. He was such a huge help to me. Oh. And still to this day, I will message him and ask him like this, this next book that's happening. Yeah, I've messaged him so many times and asked his opinion on things. He is such a mentor to me. His oh. wife is the most fantastic woman and I adore him and I cannot recommend everybody enough getting a copy of the Passion Translation and then using it with your other translation. Yeah. I use it a lot for the Holy Beautiful Ministry because number one, I really like him. Yes. But because it's so poetic, it yes. really speaks to a woman's heart. And so yes. you'll see that I use that translation a lot, you know, when I write my devotional. I love that. Oh my gosh. Can we just talk about for a minute? Okay. So what I love on these podcasts is whenever I talk to people, you know, they're always saying a big yes in their lives, but there's a lot of little yeses along the way. Like the fact that you went up and talked to him and he invited you to dinner makes me chuckle because it's so God, like there's these connections that happen, but you sometimes just have to take that first step, like be willing to kind of put yourself out there or go to the event. <laughs> you know, if, if you feel a nudge to go to the event, go to the event. If you feel a nudge to meet the person, meet the person, right? Like I think sometimes people get fearful even in those situations where that could be a divine connection that God is wanting to make there. I totally felt like God put me there, you know, in his path. And yeah. I so needed a mentor at that point. And just God just provided this amazing man for me. And he has such a story. I can't even tell you. I'd have to stay on the phone with you forever. Yeah. But <laughs> he loves the Holy Beautiful Ministry. And he actually, you know, like, likes the post and he'll comment on it. And yeah. he was so gracious and kind to write this amazing review for me for the back of the book. Awesome. And it was, it, was, it was just an honor to have him even, you know, even read it, you know, and I just, I just adore him. So that's so good. So how long do you think it takes someone to translate the Bible into a new translation? I mean, that feels like a lifetime of lifetime of work. <laughs> well, he's working on the old Testament. Now the new Testament is done. That's the, that's the yeah. one you can get now. I'm, he's been working on it for years. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, all right. Well, that was good. That was good to learn about him. Um, okay. And then the last one is just, what's one good piece of advice that you've received? Now, I thought about that one when I saw your question. Yeah. And one of my seminary professors told me one time when I was in class, we were talking about, you know, what it would take to be a really good minister and the qualities of a really good minister. And he told me one time that, the best minister is usually not somebody that can give the best advice. It's usually the person that can listen the best. <gasps> That's what I'm learning in coaching. I'm in coaching school yeah. right now. It's all about listening. Yeah, I totally agree. That's so good. It's hard for me. 
No, it's hard for me too because we're very vivacious. We like to we like to chit chat. Yeah. But um, I have learned over the last four years to be a way better listener, yeah. and through that listening. I have made so many wonderful friends. And also through that listening, I have been able to help so many women who have gone through incredibly painful things. Every day I wake up, it takes me about two hours in the morning and two hours at night to answer the emails and the questions and the Facebook page from people. And I would say that most people, when they're hurting, they really want somebody to listen to them. Yeah. You know, they just want to be able to get it off their chest. Yes. And how rare it is to have someone to just listen. Yeah, I agree. That's so good. Oh, that, yeah, that's so good. Tell me about when you were going to go to seminary, like when you first got a thought of going to seminary, did you have a plan for it or was it like you just felt like you needed to go to seminary? Like what did well, that I was, so this is a funny story too. So I was a Catholic girl, um, went to, a, you know, the fighting Christian college, married an Episcopalian, was an Episcopalian, you know, for the first 10 years of my married life. And, um, you know, then started going to a non-denominational church. I now consider myself Anglican, but I also spend a lot of time at non-denominational churches because Liberty University is a Baptist theological seminary. All my kids go there and yeah. I love the school. Yeah. So, um, but I love the liturgical church because I grew up in the liturgical church. So it's very different. You know, it's very difficult for me yes. because there are certain things about the sacraments that I absolutely love. Oh, yes. And so I kind of get a really good mix of my non-denominational Baptist seminary, you know, combo with my liturgical church experience, you know, going to this Anglican church that I go to, I go to a a more modern Anglican church. But um, to answer your question, going to seminary, I felt like God shoved me through the door. It happened so quickly. And the next thing I knew, I was in this seminary and I was like, I don't even know how this happened. But some of my classes were really funny too, okay? Because here I am, this married mom, right? I'm a dental hygienist. I'm a yoga instructor at this point. Okay. And I'm in these like really in-depth theological classes. Okay. And most of the people in there have like their PhD in something. Okay. (laughs) And you know how you have to go around and you have to do the introductions of like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Okay. So it would be like, hi, you know, I'm so-and-so and and, you know, this is Dr. So-and-so and you know, he's some pastor of some big church or whatever. Right. (laughs) <laughs> or somebody's an attorney or, you know, just people yeah. that are like, you know, you would expect to be in that class. Yeah. And then there's me and I'm hi, I'm Jennifer. Um, I'm mom. I've got three kids. I'm a dental hygienist. I'm a yoga instructor. <laughs> like, the men, the men especially be looking at me like, why is this woman in this class? But I managed to make it all the way through seminary and I loved every single thing about it. Yeah. It was a fantastic experience. One yeah. that I will never forget. It changed my life, changed my, changed my perspective on the world, mm. um, you know, grew my faith, made me a better woman, a better wife, a better friend, a better, just a better everything. I look That's at awesome. the world different. Yeah. Um, I look at suffering different. Mm. I look at people different. Um, I think I'm capable of loving more. It, it was a fantastic experience. Oh, I love that. And it was not easy. I spent many nights crying and sobbing on my floor, you know. Yes. I made it through. 
How long did it take? It took me about two and a half years straight to make it all the way through seminary. And I didn't stop. I went all the way through the summer. Were you thinking like, I want to be a pastor or I want to be, I want to be in ministry, like some kind, what were you thinking or did you not really? Well, I was running, I was running a large women's ministry at my church in Texas before I went to seminary. Yeah. So I thought, well, I don't know what God's going to have me, have me do with this. Right. I'll just, I'll just do it and see what he did. And I feel certain that he was equipping me with the tools that I needed for Holy Beautiful. Oh yeah. I mean, now it makes sense. But what I love is just hearing like, you know, cause I think sometimes people can look at you, they might listen to this and then they might look at the website and they might think, oh, well, obviously, cause she did this, that, and the other, like it was some <laughs> plan you had. No, it was no plan, no plan. You know, yeah. I, I had already paid off all my student loan debt, you know, yeah. <laughs> now, now I have a massive student loan again, you know, yeah. but um, I'm trusting God with that too. But Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I never would have ever thought I would have ever gone to seminary ever. Yeah. Know? Yeah, well, I love your faith story. I'm hopping around to different churches and having all these different connections because that's how I am. I was raised Catholic. My dad was Catholic, but my mom was Southern Baptist, but she had agreed to raise us in the Catholic church. And so I got a lot of Jesus and um, all, I kind of had the best of both worlds. And, but I know what you mean about the sacraments. Like I go to a Bible church now and I love it because the teaching is phenomenal and I'm just growing so much. But, um, you know, when it's communion, I feel like we should be on our knees. Like, I, you know, right, right. Um, you know, so there's certain things, but I love just kind of the mix and I don't think anything's wasted. You know, God uses you know, all of it. I've used that. I've used that through that whole experience, right? Yeah. Of all the different denominations that I have now been exposed to. Yeah. And I can tell you that out of that experience of, I have got such a grasp on the unity of the entire body of the church of God yes. and all the different people in it and all the different communities in it. And there are things that I love about every single Same. one. Yeah. Yep. And my husband was raised Lutheran and, you know, I mean, so there's no, I don't have any, sometimes when I think I hear people have animosity toward one or another, I'm like, what, what, what are we doing? <laughs> like, aren't we all, we love, we all love Jesus, you know? And, and I totally so, agree with you. I find something beautiful about each one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have loved chatting with you and I'm just so I'm so happy for you and I'm, it's, it's an honor to just kind of be watching because it's very cool to see everything unfolding for you and um, knowing how connected you are to the Lord and, and how honoring you are in giving him the glory. So would you be um, willing to pray for us before we hang out? Yes, I would, I would love to. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, okay. Heavenly Father, we just come before you as your daughters, Lord, and we are so thankful for who you are and everything that you've done for us. Lord, I ask that all the women that are listening, Lord, that you just let them know that you're there for them, that you love them, that you'll be their guiding light and their their hand of mercy in everything in their life, Lord, in any trial, tribulation, suffering, or anything that they're going through, Lord, that you're right there and you can see the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end that you're always going to be there, Lord, and you've always invited all of us to your table to feast upon who you are and what you provide. And Lord, I ask that you just be with 
Sue this week and everything that she does. She's such a beautiful, loving woman, Lord. And thank you so much for her saying yes to her dreams too. Mm. Jesus, we just, we just come before you in awe of who you are. We love you so much. In your son's most precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I'm going to post all of the links on greatbigyes.com. But if anybody's looking for you right now, they can go on Facebook to Holy Beautiful, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I totally enjoyed it. Awesome. <laughs>